Welcome to the official Brandon Ritchie Substat Podcast episode. Today's date is December the 8th, 2022. And if you're tuning in to the show for the first time, thank you for doing so. Thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, obviously, guys, you ladies and gentlemen, you know that I appreciate your ears as well, as well as your engagement and support. And if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, this podcast and Substack blog serves as a map for helping you to be a zenith during chaotic times. And I use that word zenith to point out that I want you to be at your peak, at your best. Uh, I've been in the fitness industry now for 20 years as a strength and conditioning specialist and a fitness coach. And part of that is comes from my coaching as that I always want to teach people how they can improve their station physically in life mentally and to to put them at their peak so that they can perform at their peak whether it's in life day to day or if it's in a competitive sport it really doesn't matter and so this this substack blog and this podcast serves as a source for helping you to do that and today I'm just going to be solo I will have guests on and I do have guests on to dig into different topics, and I like to cover things ranging, you know, topics of discussion that range from uh, geopolitics to fitness to health to uh, philosophy to history, economics, business, culture, and we're 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 talking about all these things because all of these things, particularly as you know, in in modern society in today in 2022, all of these things tie into a lot of the chaos that we do see in our lives today. And with that, today I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, kind of my generation, my childhood. I'm, I am a Gen Xer. I just recently turned 46. And being a Gen Xer, in my childhood, I usually tell this story to people, and it's shocking to a lot of people, a lot of parents, uh, and especially younger, younger adults and younger kids today when they hear this. But I had a friend that lived on uh, Lake Hartwell when I was growing up. I was about 9, 10 years old, 9, 10, 11. And he lived on uh, Lake Hartwell. Had a, they had a lake house. And I'd go to the lake house for a summer visit, hang out with my friend. We'd, get, we'd take his dad's boat, and we would drive his boat out uh, and pull, our, pull each other skiing. We'd drive it up to the South Carolina marina, fuel it up, visit the marina, on our way back, we'd pull each other skiing, park the boat on the dock. A couple of nine, ten-year-old kids. Okay, and you tell that. I tell that story today, and people's jaw drop. Their their jaw drops to the floor in shock and surprise. It's a culture shock. And I point that out because it it it's such a it was such a different environment then as a Gen Xer, and I think. As uh, myself and a lot of Gen Xers, as we have grown into adulthood, we find ourselves looking around going, what the hell happened to society? And I think uh, a lot of it has been this um, tightening of society as it has over time with societal rules and just flat out laws and a lot of things have happened too with you know uh, generational family structure has changed over time there's a lot of 
the divorce rate's super high, families are, it's just the dynamics have changed uh, even since I was a child. So with that, the environment changes. And I think uh, the, that's part of, part of a problem because I think a lot of parents these days, and I've witnessed this being a coach and being in the industry and having coached kids and dealt with parents, many, many, many parents, hundreds, thousands over my lifetime, that there is an element of this uh, helicopter parenting, okay? And with that, you get them hovering over kids and kids grow up not knowing how to deal with life. They don't know... They're not prepared in terms of life skills, in terms of problem solving, et cetera, when they go through. And then you couple that with the school system, which uh, if you've tuned, listened to this show before, you know that I'm very critical of the public education system. But a lot of these things have a negative impact on the way kids learn and their, their ability. And, of course, a lot of times, a lot of instances today, I mean, the biggest problem we're facing is Kids aren't being taught how to think. They're being taught what to think. And that's also another issue. But, um, but with that, you know, as part of, the, part of the experience of growing up and being a Gen X, or, you know, I was, you know, like any kid, from time to time, you come face to face with a bully, you know. And I had friends that did. I myself had to face, face off against a bully once in middle school took care of that situation. But what is that? Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up about the bully. And I'm going to kind of talk about the whole scenario of the bully in the playground. All right. So, so if you think about it, you've got a big bully in the playground that's, uh, you know, beating his chest. He's threatening the other kids and wanting their lunch money or, you know, wanting their snack, snack money. And a kid gives the bully the snack money. So what's the bully going to do the next, the next time he sees that kid? He's going to ask for the money again because he knows he can get it, right? And the bully is this maybe big in stature and puts on a big show and is loud and intimidating or can project fear. But, in, but that, that's not the reality of the bully. What's the reality of the bully? The reality of the bully is that the bully is very, um, has, has problems of his own, is very insecure. And the bully in his insecurity or hers has to project a big person, a big persona and project a big personality and a big threatening kind of this threatening, uh, kind of villain to bring everyone else down so that they feel uh, above them, that they feel better about themselves. They have self-esteem issues. They have, you know, they have issues, right? So they do this because this is coming from a very real place and they themselves need help, right? And why am I pointing this out? I'm pointing this out because it is... And it's going to be the title of today's episode, which is going to be the difference in teaching you to discern the difference and know the difference between signal and noise. Okay, signal and noise. And I use that bully example because the 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 noise is the bully kind of pounding his chest and threatening everyone. That's all noise, right? 
But the signal is, is that that bully is really insecure and vulnerable. And, and the bully hides that vulnerability by trying to be intimidating and project fear onto everyone else. So that's, that's the lesson with that. And that's human nature. That's human nature. And you see that, and I saw that as a kid, and you've, I'm sure, seen that at, at some point in your life as a kid. And that's just human nature. And it's, and it's just something that's very real, even that we see, you know, it's something we can observe, something that we can see at a very young age. Now, I point that out to point out and to make my next point. So when I talk about signal and noise, all right, so signal, noise rather, let's say you're, if you remember, I don't know, you still can tune in. I don't know if you guys, you probably have these days with technology, you probably have podcasts you listen to through your phone in your car over the stereo, or you have uh, Sirius XM radio or something like that, right? So, but if you turn those off, if you go in normal AF, AM, FM radio and you go to tune your dial or you go to tune to search for a channel, all right, when you're doing that, particularly on AM radio, as you guys may or may not know, as you're tuning to try to find the signal, in the process of finding what you want to hear, you hear a lot of noise, a lot of static. So you're trying to tune that in and find that find that signal so that you can get what you want to hear, what you need to hear. All right, But in the process of that tuning, uh, you get a lot of noise. Okay? Well, this is the same analogy that I want to make today when talking about the media. So a lot of people, you know, I post a lot of times when uh, covering various stories in current culture and the current news cycle, a lot of the legacy media, they put out a lot of noise. All right. And I always tell people to learn how to discern and make the difference between signal and noise. I first heard this concept of signal and noise, and I've got to give proper credit from the great Stephen K. Bannon when they talk about covering on his show, The War Room, they cover the difference between signal and noise. I myself kind of, it was one of those things I knew, I innately knew about, and I kind of looked at it from the bully in the playground standpoint. So here's the thing. When you look at the news cycle and there's a reporting in the news cycle on a story, you got to ask yourself what is the, you got to to understand the truth and and to gain the information of what is actually happening you have to look and be able to discern the difference between the signal and the noise so if i hear and i tune in and i hear uh Rachel Maddow or i hear a uh Joe Scarborough on MSNBC and they're screaming uh, before the midterm elections, that democracy is dying because the Republican Party has a grassroots movement that's engaging like they've never seen before and is growing um, engagement with the population. 
and citizens are getting involved and they're saying democracy is dying, that's noise. The signal is that's democracy growing. The reality is democracy is growing. They just don't like it because it's a threat to their station and their position in the world because they know they have to control the narrative. They have a certain narrative. They have an agenda. And so they control that narrative. So they panic and they criticize and they do all of this stuff. Now, that that's a hard example, right, of the legacy media. But you see it. You see it in everything. You see it with CNN, MSNBC, what have you, okay? Um I mean, just uh, the other day, the press secretary, Jean-Pierre, is in a press conference and looked the American people in the eyes and is telling, trying to justify this trade that the, the, the regime just did with this uh, America-hating basketball player in exchange for us releasing the, you know, the uh, I think they called him the Minister of Death, who is an arms dealer, a Russian arms dealer, who was considered by our State Department to be one of the most dangerous men on the face of the planet at one time. And she's looking, the American people, looking the press in the eyes and, and justifying and saying that it was a, either, uh, it was either one Amer it was either one American or no Americans. It was either, you know, or it was either this guy or there was no trade deal. And I'm thinking... You know, first of all, the girl doesn't even like the country, <laughs> you know. So, and secondly, I'm thinking, well, so you're going to give this dangerous, this guy, you're going to give this guy up for, for this person. And that's where we are as a country. So anyway, that that is an interesting, interesting uh, development and that's at the forefront of the news cycle, and it's something we got to come to grips with. But with saying that, um, they did the same thing during the pandemic. The media cycle, it was all about trust the science, but they didn't know the science on the mRNA technology. How can you know? It's a brand-new technology. It hasn't been circulated throughout society. Science is about data. It's about observational data. Human trials had not been run near long enough. <laughs> what we're finding out now is, you know, a year or a year and a half later, we're seeing more evidence as a result of that on the population. Um, I'll leave you to discern what I mean about that. But um, regardless, the data wasn't there. So they're they're saying trust the science. Trust the science. Yet... When trusting the science, if you tune in to MSNBC and CNBC and Anderson Cooper and all of these uh, various um, news shows, you're going to see their sponsors were sponsored by Pfizer, sponsored by Pfizer. I believe it was Dave Rubin had a had an interesting clip, uh, YouTube video that was a clip of just a barrage of all of the news news shows and their sponsor every one of them it was must have went through 30 different clips every single one of them was sponsored by Pfizer and you can't make this stuff up right 
So when they say trust the science, that means we're selling we're selling this product to you. We need you to buy. We need you to take it. We need we need to make more money off of it. That's that's the signal. The noise is trust the science. <laughs> so this is what I mean by discerning signal and noise. I believe Elon Musk, even after his takeover of Twitter recently, he just pointed out of in a tweet as we improve, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, uh, as we improve the signal-to-noise ratio of Twitter, the legacy media will become less and less relevant. And he's right, because the more we get signal into the forefront, the more of what's really going on, the real news is what you're getting. So the public's not misled, and you don't have a propagandized public walking around like zombies doing whatever the media tells them to do or spreading that disinformation and making it harder on the country as a whole. So propaganda is a very powerful thing. So that's why I wanted to to get to this today. It's the difference is discerning and understanding the difference between signal and noise. And I mean, look, you have, after the pandemic, you had, um, you know, two years. I mean, I remember the first week of this, I knew it was a complete propaganda campaign or a PSYOP campaign. I knew it first week. How did I know this? Well, I knew it based on the level, the nonstop 24-7 news cycle that was unrelenting on the CDC guidelines. And these guidelines were unrelenting. And they, it was, hey, you know, you could call a business and place an order on a product. And if you got put on hold during that time, uh, there was a, a constant, uh, you know, recording of, hey, we follow CDC guidelines and we believe in social distancing and masking and et cetera. And it was, it was just a nonstop barrage. And so this message went from the media and seeped into the corporate structure, okay, and then that seeped into society. So society got, uh, basically got, you know, basically got indoctrinated by this messaging. And it was because of the level of this that I knew something wasn't adding up. It was just too much, it was too strong of an effort. It was too much noise, not enough signal of what was actually going on for me. Not only that, having been in the fitness industry for 20 years, um, you know, I knew and have been very familiar with, uh, you know, how well exercise and nutrition combated uh, all the comorbidities that were so, that the CDC defined as such a high-risk and added to the high-risk mortality rate of those that were infected by the disease, right? So so for me, when I looked at this, I knew right away that, that this was bogus because for me, I understood that if you attack the comorbidities, which at that point, there's been decades of data, decades of studies and data to demonstrate the power of exercise and nutrition to basically eliminate comorbidities, 
talking about obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, you name it, right? So you attack the comorbidity and you attack the mortality rate of those infected by the uh, SARS virus, SARS COVID two virus. So, so from my understanding, it was like this is really, really, really blown out of control. And then to make it worse, on August the nineteenth, twenty twenty two, the CDC uh, changed its guidelines. COVID. Here's what it here's what it says directly from the CDC. Uh, COVID nineteen prevention recommendation no longer differentiates based on a person's vaccination status <clears throat> because breakthrough infections occur. Wow. So right there, right there, we've, we're talking about right there. So what did we go through all of this hell for the last two years if they're just kind of throwing their hands up and saying, oh, all of a sudden there's no difference? I'll tell you why. Because two reasons. One is the signal was getting through to the public, not the noise, the signal, and it finally got caught up to the point that with that, that they had to cave to that. Plus, the real signal was getting out about, um, you know, the data on the, on the medical treatment against the disease versus those that had nat- a native infection and had natural immunity based on, based on the numbers. So that so you got to they're throwing their hands up and admitting to this. So why all the torment for two years? Why all the mandates for two years? Destroyed cities, destroyed businesses, livelihoods, families. Over what? So that they can now say uh, we don't differentiate because the data had to play out, had to bear out. When they were hammering the the importance early on about following the science, you see this is this is why this is exactly why this is such a concern because you have to be able to look below the surface. And if you just these are the CDC's words; these aren't my words. This is directly from the CDC, August nineteenth, twenty twenty two. Their publication. So. This is the thing. Um, so when we come, when it comes to understanding this, you have to think like the bully in the playground, or when you change your radio dial to discern the difference uh, between signal and noise. What are they exactly aiming at? Who's benefiting, and what are they standing to lose? And this is where we are as a society. And I wanted to. Just take a little bit of time to put this out into the public and to my listeners. And this is this is where we're entering into a new era of information. And this is why I believe completely that we're in a fifth generation war. This is involves it's like Sun Tzu's Art of War. I suggest you read that book if you don't have it. Sun Tzu's Art of War, where he talks about the way the best way to subdue your enemies without ever firing a shot and that's power and and that's you do that by sowing division with your enemy you do it you do that by 
information and control of information and the and the flow of information. Uh, you buy off uh, assets. You 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 infiltrate a government. That's how you do this, right? You corrupt a system, and then that system starts to uh, it starts to implement what you want it to implement. So that's a little bit of Sun Tzu's Art of War, but that's uh, basically that's the ten cent version of that and where we are now, and that's how I view it. Basically, that's how I view this. But the difference between signal and noise. So the whole point here, the lesson is not only understanding the difference, but just be skeptical, you know. And I think because I'm a Gen Xer, because of the way I grew up, having more freedom and having to, you know, follow my face a few times and um, get back up. And I didn't have necessarily have a helicopter parent hovering over me and telling me how to think about every little thing, you know, I think that's the thing about Gen Xers. I think that we're that generation, that last generation that's kind of standing up now and pointing out all of this absurdity because we had a different upbringing than a lot of kids do now. Uh, I guess the Generation Z uh, now, but I don't know. I'd be interested in hearing what you guys think. So, that's going to about wrap it up. I just wanted to get this quick little message out for you. <clears throat> and if you're tuning in for the first time, I appreciate you listening. This was a little bit of a looser show. Uh, I'm going to shoot from the hip today. Um, I do uh, article readouts as well as having guests on. I will be planning some guests here in the very near future. I'm going to be looking to get some on here in the next week or two. I uh, just recently did an interview with another one of my former guests, Jerry Kuykendall, and feel free to look that up. And um, I will also, if you if you are interested in getting the latest updates of this podcast and more, want to learn more about how to discern the difference between signal and noise, and how to get out in front and to be a zenith during chaotic times, then. Uh, and optimize your health, your finances, your network, then you can reach and connect with me on my Substack at brandonritchie.substack.com. This show is also available on Stitcher, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. If you're tuning in on Spotify and you want to support the show, please take about five seconds to give it a five-star rating. And to give me a follow is the rating system helps to push me up, push the show up into the algorithm so that we can impact the culture. And guys, ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole point here is, look, all these podcasts are people's perspectives, right? Perspectives based on their life experience and education so that they can kind of put forth that experience and share that with you and share that knowledge with you so that you can take it and go apply that to your own life if you find something there useful. So that's my goal here. I'm not going to solve all the world's problems in a single episode, but what I will do is over the course of many episodes, if you listen in, is hopefully be able to offer some some advice either from myself or one of the guests, uh, or at the very least, this maybe trigger a thought you didn't have before, before tuning in, to help you in your day-to-day life to help optimize you. 
And uh, but if you do, please make sure that you tune in again and connect. And I'd like to hear any feedback that you have. You can go to the Substack, post in the comments. I also have a, co- a brand new chat uh, that's on the Substack as well. So if you subscribe, you can join the chat as well. And I'll be putting up uh, discussions there, my latest thoughts, news, etc. there. So that's going to about wrap it up. And please, guys, if you would, tune in. In the meantime, stay strong, stay focused, stay active, and have a great day. Mm-hmm.